everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro, the podcast where we're watching Lost backwards from the last episode to the first episode with Chad, and he's never seen Lost before. Except that I just finished watching an episode, and I also watched a bunch of other episodes before this for all of the other episodes of this podcast. So every episode you've watched of Lost has been in conjunction with an episode of this podcast. Yes, that would be the shortest way to do this. Okay. And I'm AJ, another one of your bros, a guide on this uh, venture that is lost backwards. Today we also have a special guest with us, and it's Michael Donato Donut. Hey! Ow! Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So, wait, what is your experience with Lost? I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, but... Um, my experience with Lost is I love Lost. I love Lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I'm one of those people who never got to talk to people with, like, talk to a lot of people about Lost because not a lot of people watched it. Like, in, well, I was in high school at the time. Mm. And then, uh, high school, early college. And, like, I only knew two people and they didn't really want Wait, to talk. So you didn't have talk about it. people to talk to about Lost, not because it was so unpopular it was because you were unpopular and you only had two friends i think i I didn't watch i think i was the unpopular one (laughs) i think (laughs) i hadn't i hadn't i hadn't done theater enough (laughs) where people could realize oh look he's funny we can use him (laughs) how did you get into it like how did you start watching lost was it just on or did somebody Mm. introduce you to it i think there was like uh one of those marathons on abc like Mm. running up to the running up to the season two opening and then so i watched like the first the the last like three or four episodes and then i watched the season two opening and i was like hooked and then from there was just like you know then i'd go to see the the premieres and stuff go online and look up all these theories (laughs) such a nerd (laughs) i was one of the ones that liked the ending yeah, I, so. I like the ending. <laughs> Wait, too. were there were there like premieres like in person or something? Yeah, you know, like how in Five O they have they have the on the, the beach, beach thing. Yeah. yeah, they do it with they did that with um, the Lost. Man, I used to smoke a lot of weed because I don't remember this at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for the season six premiere, mm. so we might have walked right past each other. I've oh. been going yeah since mm. three. Mm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. Did you? Make any friends at the premieres to talk to? <laughs> you don't want to. I don't feel like you want to talk to a lot of people at those premieres. Like uh, you go there, it's very crowded. Oh, yeah, it's all weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> and like for the, there are normal families there, and so you would like sit by the normal families, but then you don't want to like geek out in front of them. Like, oh my god, keep it cool. Holy shit, that's the constant right there. That's there's, the constant. Oh. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say because I don't want to spoil. <laughs> no, that's okay. I think I think Anthony Negrelli did a good job at spoiling most of the series with Chad. Also, also, you can say like a lot of things, and I'm just like, what? Yeah, like, I'll can... just get really confused. You can drop all kinds of names and stuff. They won't mean anything for mice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it'll be I'll... like Korean for you. Yeah, kind of. It, it's a foreign language that I'm slowly learning, and then like one day I'll figure out that you called me a bad name. <laughs> Chad, you're a real Froger. <laughs> you say Froger? Yeah. That's part of loss. You'll find out. Towards the end of your journey. No. <laughs> For right now, all I can under- understand is Gogurt. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we, we watched an episode just yeah, now. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We watched season five, episode 14, The Variable. And according to Wikipedia, 
In this episode, Daniel Faraday returns to the island in order to warn his its inhabitants of a catastrophe involving the Dharma Initiative Research Station, the Swan. Jack, Kate, and Daniel begin a gunfight with Dharma, leading Dharma to go after Sawyer and Juliet, and in flashbacks, Daniel's relationship with his parents, Eloise Hawking and Charles Widmore, is shown. Yeah, so this episode kicks off... Well, one of the first things that I noticed was um, we have that opening scene with Eloise Faraday. And with all the subtlety of a brick to the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. So, so very not subtle. I mean, go into that because this is so weird. Like, they had two of those lines where they say it and then look at the screen like, this means something, assholes, pay attention. When uh, Eloise tells her son, it's my job to make sure that you're good enough at doing all of these things. And she says it in such a way where it's like, it's my job. <laughs> and it's just like, what do you mean by that, lady? Yeah. I think at one point, young Daniel Faraday says, Mom, why are you looking off into like a camera that's not there? <laughs> and then he figures out that there's a camera there. And he says, but I can do both because I can make time. <laughs> he says it to the same invisible camera. I'm like, you fucking. Yeah, like mother, like son. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, he grew up with his mother telling him that their house was haunted. So every time she'd look off into the distance to say something ominous, that she was talking to the ghost. So mm-hmm. he'd pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. There was a ghost named Herbert in their house. <laughs> so anytime you'd look off, she'd, he would just, you would assume she's talking to Herbert. Yeah. That's and, what the flashback was. Herbert was, was very dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the first time that Daniel reached out to Herbert. I can make time, Herbert. <laughs> I can make all the time that you need. Because you're going to be dead forever. <laughs> so Eloise tells, tells Daniel, young Daniel at this point, that you, if one has a gift, you must use it. She finds out that he has a mind that's gifted for numbers and counting and all this stuff. I find it so strange that the framework for this mother-child relationship is one on the outside. It just looks like she's an overbearing mother and she's like, you know, she's she has placed her son into um, into science. And it doesn't doesn't seem like he has a lot of agency throughout his youth into his adulthood. But but really what she's doing is just trying to turn him into the man that she has to murder. Yeah, yeah. So she just keeps on going down that same rabbit hole. Here's my issue with this with this thing at this point. Is you get to college, maybe even before college, and you get a sweet taste of that nice sweet poontang that is a research assistant poontang. Yeah, like there's no way you're listening to your mother after that. Just straight up. Like I know we had to kind of just go with it because it's a TV show, but if if like you go to Oxford, you party it up. Yeah. Yeah, bang a bunch of chicks there, those Oxford ladies. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, like if there was, a, if, if one of his research assistants went like, you know what, it's kind of dumb, physics, physicist, physics, <laughs> all those things that start with a fizz in it, I don't like it. Fizz I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather you do something else at your life. Let's go and be stunt doubles or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like anybody could, could convince Daniel Faraday of anything. Like, he's been, he's, he comes from a really sheltered life and he's just over at Oxford, I guess. And he's the youngest ever graduate of Oxford. Yeah. Right? So the thing is, he, he's getting some of that uh, research assistant food tank at what, like 16? Oh, yeah. 16 to what? Yeah. They're like grad school level, so 16 to 23, 24. Oh, yeah. 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 That research assistant has got to be older than him and also his. 
also his research assistant, right? So she's under him in the whole scheme of things. Yeah. She's under him in the scheme of things and at night. Hey, oh. <laughs> you guys didn't see it, but Chad and I high five really Beer hard. High five. <laughs> so hard. Um, yeah, so in that scene. It was a throbbing high five. <laughs> it was a throbbing, veiny high five. It's full of blood. Giving <laughs> <laughs> gorged high five. Uh, we're talking about erect penises, folks. Welcome back to the Lost Podcast. Yep, what else with that, bro? <laughs> so in that scene, when Eloise is telling a young Daniel that he's he, there's no more time for distractions, he can't play piano anymore, and then we cut to 30 years later, the piano is still there, and they he's still playing yeah. it, except he forgets how to play halfway through. Yeah, because he has um, like. Short-term memory amnesia, kind of. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a, it's some level of amnesia. Poor guy. Is is that something that's actually established like previously in the show, or is it just something where it's just like, oh, uh, we need to make Daniel's background <laughs> a little bit more tragic. Let's give him uh, some sort of degenerative memory problem. Yeah, just and, for this one episode, and then and then. Cure it. In the same episode? Yeah, cured in the exact same episode <laughs> by having him go to the island. You know, yeah. the place where the fucking show happens. <laughs> and the place where all your ailments and ills are gone. You can walk if you're a paraplegic. You can not be whatever. I don't know. So, Chad, if uh, let's say that it was established in the show, what do you think happened to Daniel Faraday to make his memory all jacked up? Time travel hurts your brain? <laughs> Maybe? That's fair. That is <laughs> That is fair. Like thoughts travel slower than time? Ooh, yeah. That's deep. So Daniel Faraday from what I we... thought you were gonna say so deep. <laughs> <laughs> so deep he that put is... his brain to sleep. So it is so deep. <laughs> that went without saying. Like it, it it's so deep it's not even worth a mention. That's how deep it is. So, so deep. Daniel Faraday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I lost sorry. my train of thought. I, no. I, I interrupted you with no. so deep. <laughs> I went so deep, I interrupted you. You did. Well, no, it's it's interesting to note that Daniel Faraday doesn't know who his father is in this episode. Right. An adult grown Faraday is no not aware of Charles Woodmore. That was kind of interesting. Did anything strike yeah. you guys about that? I mean, it, it's like it's just clear. It's out there, so it's not like a big yeah. thing. But but it's interesting because yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they explain that off. Uh, from the rest of what we've seen, right? No, like, we've seen no. Yeah, the older we see others, that they're like arguing a little bit, but mm. it's not like, oh yeah, no. Uh, this is uh, the thing that breaks them up mm. is uh, giving the other guys the bomb. Oh, yeah. okay, that's right. Yeah, and not yeah, because I think we haven't really seen Faraday, young Faraday. Yeah, or Faraday at all, really, in the series so far, except in the Flash Sideways. Because yeah. he just died in the next episode, right? right. Yeah. Right. So oh, Faraday. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking of Widmore. Oh, yeah. We also have a Widmore in the sideways, too, right? Yeah. Is he real? He knows. Yeah, of course he's real. Everyone in the Flash sideways is a real person. Except for... <laughs> All right, we're not going to check down that path one more time. <laughs> but, yeah. I feel like that should go on like the side column of the page or something. <laughs> These are the frequent arguments that we have about the show. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Wait, so... Why would they choose to have uh, Charles Winmore in this this flash sideways fantasy world that they created? Because everyone's got to deal with their their daddy issues. I think is a big part of it. Yeah, whose flash sideways was he a part of again? Mostly Desmond's, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll see. There you go. He then. was Desmond's boss. Yeah, and then uh, through 
through Charles, he met uh, Penny in the sideways reality. Right. Everybody gets sort of grouped together. So, like, I think that's why they kind of needed Charles to be part of the story. He didn't get to go to purgatory. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't go to the church. (laughs) So, yeah, so he didn't go to the church. He has to to marinate a little bit longer. (laughs) Yeah. So, there's a few that were left behind, right? Eloise, Charles, Ben, Linus. And Lucia. And Lucia. (laughs) (laughs) She had a few more cars to crash. They're not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suppose so. So, he... Even that's kind of that's kind of wonky. I know, I know, we're kind of off that six season tear already, but like, there is a lot of people that didn't make it into that church. Are they just hanging out? And like, is that group gonna like congeal together? Like, it's weird for me to think of Anne Lucia and Charles Woodmore, <laughs> Eloise sitting in a church at the end of that whole experience. <laughs> what about all the other people that ever lived? Yeah, that appeared on the show. Yeah, uh, AJ, I think we found the you know the next project for you. <laughs> We're gonna start writing a lost season seven fanfic where it's lost only season. the size the sideways reality <laughs> and you're just gonna write how everyone else meets. Yeah. We'll wait for the technology to catch up because some of these actors we can't get back, but maybe like a CG Oh, you could just write it in prose. <laughs> it's fan fiction. Yeah. I would it's gonna take so many giant wolf dicks for me to write that fan fiction. <laughs> I don't know. That's one of the things that I noticed from this episode. I'm from the future. We hear we hear Daniel just declare that to Dr. Chang. No. I'm from the future. This man's your son. Like Dr. Chang was supposed to go, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It didn't take much convincing because he has this conversation where Miles was like, no, I'm not your son, <laughs> even though we have the same name. <laughs> and, and also ethnicity. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like uh, Faraday is a little bit racist <laughs> because he's just like, just based you, on race. You meet a <laughs> Chinese man with the same name as your son. How many Chinese and, men are on this island? How many Chinese men will you ever meet with the name Miles? <laughs> like, obviously, this must be your son from the future. That was an interesting, like, line of dialogue. You just said, like, his name is Ch- Miles. His like name is son. Miles. Yeah. <laughs> your son's name is Miles. And, and he points out, he says specifically, a Chinese man named Miles. <laughs> like your son. It's yeah. like, yo, white boy, slow your roll. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they did cast well. They look really similar. Miles and... Uh, Miles the, and... Um, Dr. Young Chang. Miles? Dr. Chang. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ken Lung and God, whoever Ooh. plays Marvin Candle. Yeah. 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 Pierre Chang. Pierre yeah. Chang, Marvin Candle. All them, all them pseudonyms. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the eyes. I was looking at it because you have a beautiful TV. <laughs> I was just like, that was great casting. Yeah. <laughs> Those two Chinese guys have similar eyes. <laughs> they definitely like father and son. I just, now I'm, I, I now I'm like Faraday. Out, I just want to point out for the record that Donut is Asian. I am. I'm not, and I'm just going to town with this. Yeah. AJ, you are the least Asian person in the room. Yes. That is very true. 100% true. <laughs> Does anyone else think it's fucked up that uh, Eloise was basically trying to mold him into someone that she knew that she was going to have to kill? That's cold as hell. Yeah. That's yeah. The... Well, I mean, see, this is where it's like, I mean, yeah, but it's it was because, and you 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 don't know these terms yet. He <laughs> he said what variable today, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's constants and variables, mm-hmm. and you need a you need to be well in this. You need to be one of them, and that's one of the things. I was a, like, it's fucked up that. It had to happen, but it did have to happen. Yeah, I see what you mean. What does this mean for Eloise? 
Is this her sacrificing her uh, her son for the greater good? Is this is what is this is that what we're seeing here? Or? Yeah, I guess so. Even that, though- that's how she seemed to have uh, thought of this, because when uh, when Widmore was talking to her, she's just like, "I just sacrificed my only son," mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, that's my son too," and then she just straight up smacks him. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, I guess because yeah, he wasn't there. She's a for bad her. bitch. Yeah, <laughs> so he wasn't part of Faraday's life at all. Like he didn't even know who this guy is. Yeah, right. But she raised him from a baby, knowing she was going to have to murder him, and that he couldn't play the piano that he loved doing because he had to study physics so that she could murder him. Yeah, like what would be the outcome had she not done any of that? Like, what would be the outcome had she encouraged his musical talent? No. Based on what uh, Dona was saying about the whole constants and variables thing, Eloise doesn't know enough about time travel to know exactly what can be a variable. Mm. So she has to just stick with every constant she knows. Mm -hmm. And if she changes anything, the results could be catastrophic because she doesn't know what she's allowed to change and what she doesn't. Good. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because, you know, Faraday talks about, oh, we're the variables, but he was a constant because his death was exactly what had happened before because she knew that his whole life that's what had to happen mm-hmm. so, so that, i didn't even pick up on that level of irony yeah. yeah so at that point does that free will even exist in, in this world because because the he, guy who just said we have free will right. is the dude that just got shown that he doesn't right yeah. and he's locked into this constant wheel of death and Whatever. Does that mean that the other cast members or the other losties were supposed to do what they were supposed to do in order to get the result that they got? Or was there something else? Because, yeah, that does raise the question that does free will really exist for these people on this island? Because they all seem like they had their own roles. And they all had, like, you know, there is a bunch of possibilities that were open to all of them and all this stuff. But despite that, they all kind of they all kind of fell into whatever they ended up being, you know. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. I feel like it's, a, <clears throat> I feel like it's, um, you know how, you know about Jacob and the Man in Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how the Man in Black is constantly winning, and I think he is the the side that represents this sort of like vicious psycho kind of thing. Mm. So, um, I think that kind of it is. It's kind of like it's kind of like religion. Do you have? Do you have free will or like why does God let these terrible things happen to people around the world? Right. Is everything predetermined? And I think like it's a mix of both hmm. because he brought like the right people to the island with all the potential to change their lives and the life of the island. And like it, season after season, it boiled down to like, I mean, you saw who made it to the church, Chad. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, with the free will versus predetermination thing, uh, my favorite time travel theory is the pants of time. Mm. How does that go? You know how everyone thinks like, oh, every choice that you make uh, results in a new timeline where right. it's like everything is divergent. The pants of time theory says there's really like every divergent timeline mostly follows the same general trunk, but occasionally you'll make a big decision mm. that results in a completely different timeline. A whole nother separate trunk that is like another leg of the pants. So the thing is, all the other timelines are just bouncing around in individual legs of the pants. Mm. (gasps) Interesting. Because the thing is, uh, what would you have for breakfast today, AJ? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) Let's say instead of nothing, you had one of those like little kid-sized boxes of Cheerios as you were walking out of the house. What would that have changed about your day? Nothing. Yes. Because... 
that's still in the same pant leg. But had you decided not to go to work today, then your day might have been drastically different. Interesting. Oh shit! How much did you get? How much did you get done at work today, though? A whole lot, actually. Yeah, like I did a whole bunch. So, Mm. but if I hadn't gone to work, (laughs) yeah, if you hadn't gone to work, like maybe like a certain person wouldn't have had their cable set up, or they would have been installed by a different person, Mm -hmm. and that person would have treated them bad. Mm. I'm a good person to people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. <laughs> no, but I, I yeah, get you're the worst person I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do keep a bunch of like uh, shitty facades behind this this happy demeanor. Like I'm just at people's houses. Like I don't. Also, care because you lock people in closets, just like Sawyer. Yeah. I do. Oh, speaking of locking people in closets, <laughs> I wrote that down. As soon as he opened the door and you see Phil, I wrote, punch Phil in the face. <laughs> Phil has one of those faces you just want to just like. Oh, just it's super in. punchable. I feel like they just, they, they they got that actor because of that reason. They're like, get the guy that's got the most punchable face. What's this guy right here? Okay. You're our new Phil. I love the idea of that casting call. Punchable faced <laughs> actors. You do have a punchable Like this is a colorblind Phil. casting. But it's not a punch blind casting. <laughs> so either you either have people that show up that are like, I don't I don't really know what that means, or it's people like, Hey, I've had my punch face in like the two or three movies now. All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was uh hittable face George in that other movie. I was slappable face Melvin in this other film. I think you'll see that my resume is filled with what you're looking for for your movie. Like do you, do you show. want a uh, do you want a young adult who finally realizes that he's worth more than the way that he's been treated and slug some guy in the face? Then you want me. <laughs> <laughs> I am the guy that when you self actualize, you hit me. <laughs> he just drops his headshot and just walks out of the office. <laughs> <laughs> they just go like, we gotta get that guy. That guy was pretty smug. I kind of want to hit him. Somebody go in the hallway and punch that guy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody bring that guy back in here, punch him in the face, and offer him a job on ABC. <laughs> We're gonna call you Phil. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh, could you get me like an ice pack for my eye? No. <laughs> <laughs> so we know already, based on what we've seen, kind of that Charles Whitmore has. Some means when he's on the island and off the island, like both Eloise and Charles kind of look like they're people of means, but we don't really just English or just English (laughs) that makes them seem like people of means. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like Eloise got into a cab, she didn't have like a private driver, (laughs) she didn't get into like a a Lincoln town car to like get back to her wherever she was going to, or an Escalade. Well, I, I say that because we find out in this episode to that scene with Charles and and Daniel that Charles has the resources to put. A fake Oceanic 815 airline plane yeah. at the bottom of the ocean. Like, Homeboy's got some means. I keep saying that because yeah. I'm not diverse in words. <laughs> not very articulate. Yeah. yeah, but, it, like, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of nuts. But, he, like, he does all this and he kind of explains it to Daniel and, and all this to keep the island secret, I'm assuming. Did Daniel travel back in time? Yeah. That's what made him, like, have the mental problems, but he actually remembers the plane crashing or something. Was he on the original plane? Because it's weird that he's just like, oh, man, that's a plane crash. 
Oh, right. God. Well, see, I'm glad that's good that you're like flagging that because you're like, why? Why is he doing this? This is this feels weird. He mm. wasn't on the flight, and he touches. <laughs> he says that he says as much on this episode. Yeah, he says yeah. that he came on over on a freighter. Or yeah, whatever. but maybe he came on the freighter after he came on the, the flight, flight originally. Yeah, because he apparently uh, was flipping around through time because he told the. Uh, Batman well. Richard. I can never remember his name. I just remember him as Batman well from the live action series. All seven episodes. Yeah. He told Richard, like, I gave you the bomb and told you to bury it. Where is it? And it's like, you gave them the bomb? What? (laughs) Richard's like, dude, that was in the 50s. I don't, I don't even, what? Like I literally wrote, he told them to bury the bomb what? (laughs) What do you think that means? That he told them to bury the bomb? That he gave them a bomb and he told Richard, please bury this somewhere. Keep it away from uh, whoever it was that he was trying to keep it away from. Because apparently uh, the others, or I'm sorry, the hostels, <laughs> they were uh, like around forever, I guess. Because they're around in the 2006, is that when? Seven, six. Six or seven. Four is the crash. And they were around in 1977. Yeah. And they were around in 1954. Mm. So whatever it is that these hostels are, they could... Like, they, they, they turn into the others, right? Because they brought Ben Linus to them. Yeah. And then later he becomes the leader of the others. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that, that sounds yeah. correct. But something... Yeah, so either these are the others or they're just a separate third group of people living in the jungle on the island. Yeah. yeah, and like the others split off from them, mm. like Jews and Muslims. Yeah, yeah, or like Seven Day Adventists and whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> Jews, Muslims, yeah. Seven Day Adventists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking Seventh Day Adventists, and they broke split off from the Sixth Day Adventists. Yes, they yeah. said, you know, we need a Seventh Day. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think, I think that the Seventh Day Adventists won. Yeah, I you think never seen any Six Day Adventists. Anymore. No, but I do see a lot of people from the Six Day Adventist religion that are really into that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Sixth Day, where he it's about cloning and um, it's, oh, all, yeah. it's all like that. I was hoping you were going to tell us about that movie because uh, I think that I saw it, but I don't remember shit about the it. The Sixth Day? Yeah. And I was like, like, I remember looking at the cover and I'm like, this looks kind of cool. Yeah. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's got like two of those um, like metal yeah. things in front of his eyes and it's all kind of glowy green around him. <laughs> the Sixth Day, guys. Check it out. <laughs> was, it, was it good? I liked yeah. it. Okay. It's got the it's got the guy from Ghost. It's playing the bad Patrick guy. Patrick Swayze? No, the, the bad guy from Ghost. So oh. Another punchable face, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I know which guy you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you're right. He has really punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Faraday can't remember anything, or he can't. He has that short-term memory, like Donut was mentioning. So I don't know what that means to us. As I know we're audience. supposed to be talking about Lost, but since we're talking <laughs> about the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, can I just say I fucking love Eraser? Oh yeah. fuck Eraser? yeah! Yes. Yeah. If you, okay, if you love Eraser, you may like The Sixth Day. Okay. <laughs> ha- holy not- shit! He fucking breaks through the ground with a rail gun <laughs> under each arm and starts shooting the shit out of people. Okay, all that right. movie is bomb, dude. I, can I spoil just the smallest of things from The Sixth Day? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, it's about cloning. Uh-huh. I'll just say that. And um, there's a guy whose neck gets snapped on multiple occasions in this movie. <laughs> and then there's just 
It's just there's there's a part in the movie where like this guy who gets his neck snapped by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and um, a bunch of people gather around to see this dead guy. It's like in public, like at a mall or something like that. And then there's there's one guy there, and he's just like, "Oh, is your friend okay?" He's like, "Oh yeah, he's fine. He's just sleeping." And they pick him up, and his neck is just so like movie <laughs> magic broken, and it looks so obvious that the guy's dead because his neck is flapping. <laughs> And he's like, no, he's sleeping. He's all right. And then, like, in the next scene, they bring the guy back. Because of cloning. That's all. Yeah. Like so, I so what you're saying cast. is that that was, uh, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger's Weekend at Bernie's? That was. That guy. He weakened at Bernie somebody in that movie. <laughs> well, I think that guy got, got typecast into that role because he had a real snappable looking neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's, an, it's a niche industry. Once, you're, once you get it. You know, they're going to hire you for every nap snack. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of professional actors are just like, I can't be the next napping guy. Like, I'm not trying to stigmatize myself into this for the rest of my career. Yeah, you just started, you know. (laughs) I just just want to state for the record for all of our listeners that we have been talking about people with punchable faces and snappable necks. (laughs) But we here at the What's Up With That Bro podcast do not believe in victim blaming. It does not look like they were asking to get their faces punched or their necks snapped. If some people can't help but have punchable faces and snappable necks. Yeah, it's a it's it's a pre existing condition that Hollywood is willing to cover. Right. Yeah. Right. So and that's that's totally fine. Just you know, we're not we're not advocating for to bully people. Just mm-hmm. if somebody has a punchable face, you're gonna notice it. Especially like if somebody has a birthmark right on their cheek, you can kinda ignore it. But deep inside, you're like, how the fuck did you get that on your cheek? <laughs> How'd you get this, like, birthmark? Is it a birthmark? It's like, what, what is it? What happened to you? Did you hear? So, do you, I, I just learned this, like, uh, two months ago or so. Like, the superstition with birthmarks is that that's where you got killed in the previous life. <laughs> like, so somebody shot this person in the face. I want to believe that. I'm going to believe that for the rest of my life. That well, is you know, what I'm submitting to. How big a birthmark is it? Is it like a Gorbachev <laughs> level birthmark? I've seen, I've seen ranges. There's, yeah. Yeah. there's that, um, there's that, there's that skin condition. And this, of course, we're, we're, we're laughing and stuff about other the things. The Michael but. Jackson one? Well, there's that one, but there's another skin condition, or um, I forget what it's called. And this is all in, in all seriousness. I think it's where, Harvey Dent- Dentitis. Yes, Harvey Dentitis. Right, where you're born. I believe in the skin condition. Right, where you're born with half a face and schizophrenia, where you have yeah. multiple personalities, mostly two, and then you just, you know, you judge your life and everything based on chance and flipping up a quarter. <laughs> but on all seriousness, two face. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, I had a cousin that had a sister. She's not my cousin. What? It, this is very strange. But she had like one of those birthmarks. So many questions. That like picks up most of her face. Okay. You guys have seen that. I forget yeah. what that's called. It's a real medical situation, which is cool. Like those. So that's cool. like a shotgun injury. Then. Yeah, somebody mm. just got shotgun in their previous life. Is, ooh, or no. they were fighting like Fire Lord Ozai. And no. Just- <laughs> in her previous life. Yeah. In her previous life. <laughs> So many of you Ozai fighters. <laughs> well, what if you don't have like any like lethal looking uh, birthmarks? Well, I don't, but it's like a small like like quarter and a half size mm-hmm. square in my in the middle of my back. And I was like, oh. at first, I thought it was fairly innocuous, and I was like, no, somebody could have easily just stabbed me right there. Yeah, and it could have just like ended, or they could have been. 
or in a previous life, they needed your your spinal fluid to save a life. <laughs> so they murdered you for <laughs> so your spinal fluid. Not my kidneys, my spinal fluid. <laughs> Previously, you were you were Chinese born. They picked you up in one of those Chinese murder vans. <laughs> I, you I know what? Point out that out. <laughs> I want to point out again that Adrian is the non-Asian <laughs> one. I think I'm backing myself into the worst corner here tonight. Yes, that's the racism corner, guys. You're guys, standing there with Donald Trump, <laughs> guys. Please, I do not support any kind of. You Murder know what? Fans. I'm gonna stop. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm too far out in this field, standing over here by myself. <laughs> we here at the What's Up with That <laughs> podcast do not condone racism, <laughs> nor do we condone the draining of spinal fluid. <laughs> it doesn't matter that that's your sister. And you love her, you should never murder someone and drain their spinal fluid in order to save her life. Also, that's not a real cure for anything, David. <laughs> so knock it off. Mm. Yeah, but uh, you know, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to our website, what's up with that bro.com slash store and buy my miracle spinal fluid that will help clear up any sort of skin blemishes or... it is straight from oh. from David's spine. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew Fox got it. From yeah. his spine, so that's how you know exactly. Yeah. And he's uh, he plays a spinal surgeon on TV ten years ago, so mm-hmm. trust him. Trust he sh- him. He should be the next Sub Zero because he already knows how to work with spines. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> we we're not even off the rails anymore. Like the rails are gone. We're like out in the middle. We're where a train no- in space. <laughs> Space train. Astro train. <laughs> it's Doc Brown's train. We're time traveling and we're like topic traveling. Just let your train glow. My wife has been watching Coming Just to America on a train loop. My wife has been watching Coming to America on a loop at her house. And all I can think about is that commercial. I just want to let my soul glow, you guys. I really wonder glow. what you would look like with long hair, AJ. Or Jerry Curl. Yeah. I don't know. I always... Always chicken out. Like, I always say, like, I'm going to grow it out a little thicker. And then I just, as soon as it gets a little bit thicker, I'm like, no, this is this is the look that gets, that I don't like. <laughs> it's also, like, really hot here. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Donut. See, that's that's great. I don't know. Like, I would I would like to, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. At some point, I'm going to, I'm just going to, like, fucking go full blownsies on the homeless look and then just stop cutting everything <laughs> no more shaving no more haircuts wait, wait until you have like multiple gray patches uh so that when you grow your hair out it looks like you're like part frederick Douglass, part <laughs> i'm part there i'm kind of i'm getting there <laughs> i'm getting there I would, it's it's i would, I would still do Fre- frederick Douglass. frederick Douglass. if you mess up this look you're gonna you're gonna look like michael <laughs> and you don't Michael Douglas? No. <laughs> Michael not uh not in the church Douglas. It's not even what I I don't even know his last name. Ooh. Michael not in the church Douglas. Michael 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 who was in the show. He's in the show. Uh Michael oh. is a character from Lost. My boy. I got it. I got it. You saw him in one scene oh, as a ben dead Dad? guy. Ben's dad? No, that's Roger. No. Okay, he was black, um, and he's yeah. He's... You saw his ghost. Yeah, oh, okay. You've seen him. All right. One time. One time. My son. <laughs> so oh, also, who's Charlotte? 
Oh, she's, that was my other rib. She's not moment. supposed to have chocolate before dinner. Yeah. Yeah, like, and she's first, not supposed to talk to strangers. At first, I thought that Charlotte was his sister. And mm. then it's like, no, his sister's name is Penelope. Yeah. Do you remember... Uh, well, she's this little red-headed English girl. Charlie, oh, oh, Charlie Brown falls in love with her. Okay, got it. <laughs> what is that? She make it in season six? Oh, she's in season six. Uh, Chad has seen her before. Yeah, so red hair. But, like English accent. Like, bright red hair you saw like the child you've seen the child version of her but yeah. you've seen flashlight ways of her which isn't oh is she the one that makes the wolf noise after she fucks sawyer <laughs> she's in that episode but it's not yeah. her. she's the one that like that sawyer says something oh, the one about that, silver bullet the one that knows that the uh, sawyer's a liar right yeah, okay she, she that's his dossier in his underwear drawer right right in that top drawer Oh, why, do, okay. why, do, why do anybody? Why does anybody choose to hide things in their sock drawer? I still drawer? have so many questions about the wolf noise thing. I thought you were gonna say you have so many like <laughs> gross things in your top sock drawer. Uh, it's just the top drawer. It's the first drawer anybody looks in. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't even have a sock drawer. See, that's my problem. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. When I was a, when I, I was a pile <laughs> of socks by my door. Yes, <laughs> like mine's on a table. Like. I see them all. I can evaluate which one's clean. <laughs> when I when I used to hide, oh wait, when I used to hide porn as a teenager, mm. I would hide them. Like there was a section between my lash dresser drawer and like as soon as you take out that dresser drawer, there was like a wooden space, and then it was like there was like floor, so you couldn't mm. get to it. So I'd always have to like take out my lash drawer to like grab all the porn stash I had. <laughs> and for some reason in my mind, I was like, this is so smart, but it's such a stupid place to store your porn. It's like, no one's going to look at the bottom drawer and take it out. No one did, though. Yeah. So I, it was a good hunting place. Yeah. You know yeah, what? I put my porn in the bottom drawer, too, where like the bottom drawer of my dresser was broken. Right. And I'm like, no one can take out the bottom <laughs> drawer. No one will open it or see it. <laughs> So I just have to like remove the drawer above that to put it in the bottom drawer, uh, I used and to everything's gonna be great. And then one day my dad's like, "Oh, by the way, I fixed the bottom drawer of your cabinet." Oh shit! <laughs> okay, he goes like, "By the way, back door, back door, back door broads nine choice choice." <laughs> I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> when, when I bought a laptop uh, during my freshman year of college, mm. uh, my dad's like. Oh, does that have a DVD player on it? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, we should buy stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I, I went to Walmart. And, like, as soon as I got this, I bought the X Men on DVD and American History X. Huh. And Holy shit. Just like, you love those X movies. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And we should buy some X more X movies. <laughs> <laughs> and he took me to Diamond Head Video and we bought porn. Your dad bought you your bought you some porn for your DVD yes. experience. Nice. That's nice. That's great. That's quality. Yeah, it's good bonding. You got like time. you got like good ten scenes out of in one film right yeah. there for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so Charlotte. <laughs> That scene was, I don't know. That was I, weird. It was, it was so a weird, weird scene. And I was like, I, I, I don't know. It's been a while yeah. since I've rewatched it, like, all the way through. So, like, seeing this scene, I was just like, why didn't, like, early college me say, Daniel, what's wrong with you? Because I vividly remember thinking to myself when I first watched it, oh, shit. I understand. And I'm, like, crying. Oh, I understand <laughs> he wants to save her. Because she... Spoiler, she she dies. Yeah. And so he's like trying to help her live. And it's like now seeing it in a, I don't know, what, uh, six years older or what have you. Oh, you know? Yeah. He's, he's like, sweetheart. Right, right. So what? It's, it's Charlotte. Like, it's, it's. I'm new, sweetheart. Right. Like, I don't know, man. Lost 
time and time again, keep, time and again, keeps coming back to this weird, creepy shit that they pull with these yeah. children and adult interactions. <laughs> and like, I I know there's a fine line, but there's something so out of place with some of these scenes that we see. And like, there's no one there. There's just one girl's. Like the fact that there's no one there makes it worse. Yeah, yeah it zoomed out. They were clearly alone. <laughs> yeah, there's no other person there. Like, and it's like this adult man having this like super emotional reaction around the child. And it's like, Ooh. now the Dharma has a lot of people, and like, but apparently they have children, right? We we know that there's a there's a young Ben Linus at some point. There's mm-hmm. this girl Charlotte. So the Dharma is totally cool with bringing kids to this island. Or making them on the island. Or making yeah. them on the island. But then there's so many there's so many people on the island. Like I don't know. I, I would imagine that I don't know, it just seems so strange that they're just so cool with those type of scenes. And this is like two thousand ten, right? Or nine, eight, whatever. They were we're looking at these scenes and it just seems so a little Seems a little off. Am I the only one here? No, like it's yeah. Seeing it and seeing it in these fresh eyes, I'm like, how, yeah. How did you? How do we not catch this before? Yeah, yeah. Because I think we we're so swept up because we were watching it logically from the previous thing. So mm-hmm. you already have a attachment to these characters. I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. So at that point, you're like, that's Charlotte. It's totally cool. We knew her as an adult. But then watching them backwards, when you see Kate as a young kid, and you see Charlotte as a young kid, and you see all these people as young children, it just just seems like Stranger uh, Dangerville, you know? Well, I mean, the next child we see is most likely going to be Ben as a child getting shot in the face by Saeed. Yeah, kids, <laughs> kids are kids are treated weird. Yeah, in the show. we yeah. didn't we didn't get to see Saeed at all in this episode, mm-hmm. and I. I kind of really like that because it makes it that much more surprising next episode when he emerges like Batman. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, that's totally unexpected. Because like, I've been there with uh, Saeed for like every episode no. before this. This is, I want to say the first time I didn't see him. Mm. Like it feels like it. Yeah. yeah. This might be the first one. Oh yeah. No Iraqi Batman for yeah. you yet. <laughs> or in, in whichever episode it is, he dies in the submarine probably episode after that he wasn't there. this is probably trumped up for oh yeah yeah oh, that's yeah. true probably he wasn't well he might have been in sideways reality oh, yeah episode he was in the sideways yeah because yeah. his him and boone were like one of the last that's right yeah. uh things and waking up shannon was one of the last flash sideways to yeah. happen right i know they probably had to do this for tv ratings or whatever but the love triangle kind of pops up again in this episode. Right? Yeah. Kind of, the quadrangle or whatever. With those freckles. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, Juliet. Juliet yeah. is just not having it. And like we've seen her be kind of whatever, insecure before. We kind of learn a lot about Juliet's background, right? From like um, the episodes that we already saw. Her parents had gotten divorced at a young age. So mm-hmm. she might have some kind of weird intimacy thing going on where she just can't get close with someone like you've been with the dude for three years some girl or wonders it's like a push-pull thing that mm. she has where it's just like uh, she wants people to be really close mm. and then uh, she's also self-sabotages and tries to push them away to make it so that like oh yeah no of course you're gonna leave me just like everyone else leaves me but if you stay when she's pushing you away then it proves to her that you know you're not gonna leave her Except that she's just like, ah, oh, why are you staying around? What's wrong with you? Yeah. I've known a lot of crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that makes sense. It does. 
And like in this particular case, I think it makes sense because she doesn't flee. You know, she doesn't run away from Sawyer mm-hmm. at this point. Later, she doesn't either. But she kind of does stay stuck in that weird dynamic. Mm-hmm. But then she kind of like she seems like a loose cannon to me from what I could see from the episodes that we watch because I kind of forget what happens before like she's this. She's a cop with a leather jacket. <laughs> she is a cop with a leather jacket. She has a she has a straight lace partner that is always on the on the up and up. But. It's strange. She does seem kind of like very loose cannon. Like she gives Kate the security code for the pylons, you know, after that interaction. But it seems a lot of her moves and a lot of her methods are very reactionary. Or mm. she she's not looking long game like some of these other Lost members are. And she's just kind of very like in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just a lot of it, what seems to me like emotional reactions, you know, which is fine. But not when you're going to potentially get a bunch of people killed. You know what I mean? But I yeah. guess traditional law style is a lot of chess piece setting so you have to move the story forward and you can't move it forward if nobody's going to give kate the code to Mm -hmm. you know take down the pylons or whatever yeah they didn't need to spend more time discussing which plan to take yeah well i don't know it was just it was very strange yeah good old juliet for the uh sabotage yeah it seems like that romantic triangle or romantic quadrangle whatever was set up so that they could rectangle i think is the word you're looking (laughs) for (laughs) oh Yes, Jack Sawyer, uh, Juliet, and Kate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Or square, Poly- yeah, square yeah, works square. too. A square is a kind of rectangle. Trapezoid. Well, square it needs to be a perfect, perfect. No, no a four right angles. Right. Yep. Oh, all equal sides. Yeah. Not four right equal. angles, all equal sides. Yeah, because uh, rectangle is, is four right. I'm pretty sure that's a word that you made up. Because <laughs> <laughs> a four sided polyhedron or uh, po- no polygon, mm. a four sided polygon is a uh, quadrilateral. That's oh. They have to have sides that are parallel. Uh, that is... Uh, Parallelogram. F- yeah. <laughs> I think it has two, two and then two. Yeah. Okay, I think what we're learning is that... Yeah, parallelogram these... is both sides are parallel to each other because a trapezoid only needs to have one, one right. parallel pair. You're right. Yeah. right. So I think what we're really learning here is that Chad really stopped learning geometry after seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, he remembers it real good. Yeah. Well, we're looking at this relationship rhombus, basically. <laughs> relationship rhombus. I like it. Oh, uh, it doesn't need to have right angles, but all equal sides. Uh, so if you are a geometrist, tweet at us. <laughs> Weigh in with us. Yeah. Comment. <laughs> all you, all you professional geometrists out there, please. <laughs> At what bro pod? Like, there's a guy that just that gives out glasses and knows how to fix you with no. lenses. That's an optometrist. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's an optometrist with a hearing problem. Did you guys see optometrist? No, he's a geometrist. Do you know about shapes? And up, oh, yeah. I yeah. can shape your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about shapes. Well, if we can shape our glasses, we can tell them what we want. We can be like, <laughs> these angles are this way, these angles are this way. I need a parallelogram, but in glasses form. <laughs> can what, you give me a parallelogram glasses? What does a relationship rhombus look like in bifocal lens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the best. So I, when Faraday is talking to to Jack about how this whole bomb thing is going to work. And he starts talking about the the incident that happens and they have to build a hatch and then Desmond's going to be down there and then the he's not going to hit the button and the plane's going to crash and it's just dropping spoilers and spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was just cringing. Like, oh no, Chad's gonna know everything now. <laughs> I so, I was watching that and I'm just like, wait, wait, <laughs> the plane crashed because someone was supposed to be pushing a button to stop planes from cra- what? <laughs> what the fuck, show? What the fuck? Good. That's where they got. That's where they got you. You stopped there. <laughs> Oh, it's the best. I also know that he and Charlotte uh, hop on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still kind of upset at the whole button thing. It's like, if I push this button, that plane's going to be okay. What? That's great. My my favorite, I know we're getting down to the wire here, but my favorite line of the evening is, I just got shot by a physicist. <laughs> It's Rosinski's line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he just goes and says, he tells Sawyer, like, I just got shot by a physicist. Like, he gives him the job description <laughs> of the guy. He didn't say, I didn't, you're like, well, I guess he didn't get Daniel's name at that point. But he just goes, I know you're a physicist. Wow. I, I really liked when uh, Sawyer uh, was talking to Miles and he's like, is he still crazy? <laughs> yeah, that was a fun a scene. Whole new level or something. I, but now like we- Jack says, you go, I'll cover you. And then he, the next shot is of like the fuel canisters. <laughs> and I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Bang, bang. Boosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, you go, I'll cover you. I know you got grazed in the neck already, but I got you from here, boy. You're great. I got it's you. fine. <laughs> All, my, the other thing that I really liked about uh, uh, the you go, I'll cover you is just like, okay, we're going to go. And they start running. And he's like, pop, pop, pop. And then he ducks behind the box. And I'm like, you're supposed to keep up a steady rate of fire to cover them. <laughs> right? Isn't that how that, that works? That is how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Jack is not good at tactics. Yeah. Jack is not good at most things. He's barely good at being a spinal surgeon on the show. <laughs> that's that's kind of his... That's I think that's the, the, the best part of his character is when he finally learns, oh, I'm not good at a lot of shit. <laughs> he, like, like takes it down, like, ten levels. Yeah, he lets go. Like, he just, <laughs> he just chills out for a little bit. Towards the end of the series, it's very, like, you get summer school teacher Jack, or it's, like... What's that movie from the 80s where there's a summer school teacher and kids? I don't, never mind. That's summer school. Summer school. That's what it's called. <laughs> With that guy from that military. You know what? This is like grandpa stories right now. <laughs> like just me explaining to you the things that I don't know. <laughs> NCIS? No. C- I don't know. Never mind. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Let's just forget it. <laughs> is there ice cube in this too yeah maybe you might be in there did you tie onions to your belt <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus christ all right oh fuck does anybody else have anything else <laughs> fuck this show we're done this is our last episode thank you for tuning into what bro pod <laughs> the twitter handle oh my god Jesus Christ. It's going to be mentioned in the show notes that I had a cold during this recording. (laughs) At this point, this is like a fever dream I'm having. Yeah, you had a brain cold. (laughs) This is actually just AJ's sideways reality. going to walk into the light after this. Guys, I'll see you at the church. I'll be at Kamakapili in just a little bit. (laughs) I'll see you at the church, bro, so you won't be lonely. Uh, I guess that's my last thing about it is that... uh, the hospital where Desmond's at, 
Yeah, I think Desmond's in there. Whoever was in the hospital. Oh, yeah, Desmond. Yeah, it was yeah, Desmond. Desmond. <clears throat> and then Eloise walks out. What the building they use for the exterior of that hospital is an apartment building I used to live in. So if you can find that, you can stalk me. Is it 901? Five years ago. Was it 901 River Street? I think it's like 217 North King. So try and check those addresses after you hop in your time machine to look for David. And then when you find him, tell him that he's going to start a lost podcast. (laughs) But then be creepy about it. Like Daniel Faraday. Call him a sweetheart. <laughs> Be taller than him. Show and him alone and sweaty, just so much sweat. Also, tell him that you're his son. Show, tell him that you're his son, and show him equations that won't be solved for for the next twenty years. But the thing is, David's not like super good at math, yeah. so you could make those sounds. You could show him a rhombus, guys, and he'll think it's a, a quadrilateral. It's a bad- <laughs> there you go. A rhombus is a quadrilateral. <laughs> <laughs> so you would be correct, sir. Quadrangle. <laughs> See you at the quadrangle. Quadrangle won't be lonely. See you this at my the quad- Uncle Charles, y'all. <laughs> I wonder. I want to know what kind of effect Uncle Charles had in Bone Thugs and in Harmony's lives. Maybe he was like Uncle Ben, and then he taught him about, all about responsibility. Oh, I think he what- meant the rice guy. <laughs> That would be more apt. Like, if you look at it. He taught him about rice. (laughs) (laughs) These are the herbs. (laughs) These are the spices. (laughs) Thanks, Uncle Ben. I mean, Uncle Charles. (laughs) See you at the crossroads. Oh, man. So... Uh, Donut, thank you so much for being our guest this week. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah, thanks for coming through, sir. Oh, it was really We're fun. both thankful and apologetic. <laughs> <laughs> you caught us on one of our gas leak episodes. Yeah. They happen like every couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, not every couple of weeks. Like, oh, man. You maybe once a month? Yeah. Every other month? Like once a month. Oh, yeah. yeah. You should have seen our creep corner, man. Ooh. I was going in hard. Ooh, it is literally like 20 minutes of <laughs> sweetheart to a small child. <laughs> That, that's a new measure for uh, how creepy we get. Yeah. How many times are you saying sweetheart to a small child? <laughs> I'm not allowed to have chocolate before dinner. So, uh, Donut, do you have anything to plug? Um, shows coming up or anything? Um, when is this going to air? Uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a buffer anymore. Oh, yeah. We... I was like... Uh, next Friday. No, not that I know of. Okay. Yeah. Any social media you want to plug? We can find you. Twitter. No. If you, if you want to find me, you can, you can look. <laughs> I, I that's one of the best things I loved about yeah. following Lost mm. back in the day. They did um ARGs. Oh yeah. Man, drove me nuts because I never could solve them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. As soon so, as you started throwing in those fucking numbers, I was like, I'm out. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> So gonna... see if you can uh, solve donut. <laughs> yes. See, I like that. Like, I like that donut. Yeah. You're, you're making it a little harder for our guests to come find you. Put in some effort, people. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been following the clues throughout this episode, you'll be able to solve donut. I think we've put enough out there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Clue. Clue number one. Rhombus. <laughs> Write that down. It says it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you want to uh, follow the show on Twitter, we're at WhatBroPod. We're also on Facebook at What Bro Pod, and you can send us an email at What's Up With That Bro Podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, if you want, you can come find me on social media on Twitter at a nevis zero zero three, 
then you can also find me at adnavis003 on Instagram. That's all. Uh, well, I got like a bunch of other stuff, but you you know what? Those two are fine. Yeah. The other stuff is like your private. Yeah. You guys know. Um, oh, yeah. my Snapchat. My, yeah. And you can uh, find me at my website, negative1.net. That's negative one, all spelled out. Mm. And you can also find me on May 31st at Blue Note Hawaii, opening for Bert Kreischer. Ooh. Nice. Yes. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at DKJ Comedy. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you like the show, go ahead and give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and share it. Share the podcast, because uh, if you like it, I'm sure someone else you know will also like it. Yeah. If you like yeah. it, then you should have downloaded it. Thank you guys so much yeah. for listening to the show. Please like, rate, and subscribe. Ah, those are the words. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's all things that you should be doing. Oh, please. Please. I'm, please. I'm, I'm, I'm on my knees. I'm literally begging you. Like, um, everyone else in this room can attest to the fact that I am currently on my knees speaking into this microphone. Yeah, you, you took the microphone stand and you dropped it all the way down, as far down as it would go, and then you just laid it on the ground because it doesn't go down that far. You're doing that traditional Japanese knee bowing where you're yeah. you're so bent down low that you're Yeah, it's the so kind much. that hurts my knees. Yeah. yeah, You're respecting our, Chad, our listeners. Chad, take your, your little uh, katana sword and put it back in its its sheath. You don't have to... Not, not today, Chad. Yeah, not it's today. okay. To Harry carry yourself, it's okay. Please, please don't do that. Someone, we... Someone's going to write us a review on iTunes. Please write us a review. Chad's life depends on it. And so does my point. carpet. Yeah. Please think of beautiful D- white carpet. <laughs> <laughs> think of DKJ's carpet, please. Yeah. Just, just write a review. Five stars on iTunes, please. The studio can't take another, you know, um, honor killing. Or Our beautiful studio <laughs> with the white carpet. It can't take another. The white carpet's on the walls, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> This whole place is carpet. It's like a big hug. We're plush. <laughs> We're surrounded by carpets. That's how David soundproofed the studio. Oh, you know it. We know we're surrounded by carpet. It sounded way creepier than I wanted it to. Yeah. How'd you do that? It's <laughs> <laughs> my natural creep voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So at some places, like, the carpet matches the drapes. In the studio, our drapes are the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is carpet Everything in our studio. Carpet. So the carpet matches the carpet in here. We're actually not human anymore. We've, <laughs> we've evolved into carpet. Andy Dufresne was yeah. my good friend. All right, well, that's another episode <laughs> in the carpet. He crawled through several miles of shit. <laughs> Get lost! <laughs> you know what to do. Yay. I can't. <laughs> It was an experience, right? Yeah, no, it was such a great experience. And it has one of my favorite movie-going experiences of all time, huh. where there was a trailer for Devil. Mm. You know, the movie about the, the satanic elevator? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, people in the theater, they were watching that, and they were like, ooh, this looks interesting. <laughs> huh. I might watch this. And then they said, from the mind that brought you the sixth sense. And everyone in the theater is like, fuck! <laughs> like, collectively, everyone swore. That's hilarious. That's crazy.